Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of just about all ages, welcome to another scintillating episode of Court of Nerds. Normally, I have a court of people with me, and that's why we call it the Court of Nerds. But tonight, I am the only nerd available, and that's just fine by me, because that means I get to chat with Mark Hodges from Grand Rapids Comic Con all by myself. He is 50% of the ownership group and 100% of my heart. Mark, it's always always a pleasure to get to sit down and talk to you. Thank you. And normally, it's under much sunnier skies that you and I converse. Yeah, I think that's the truth. But in the past, and we're still within a 24-hour window here, so you're still fully feeling the heat of this. Yeah, you got an exclusive. How about that? I got an exclusive. We're going to sit down, we're going to talk about this, and then, you know... We kind of want both sides to the story out here because I feel like you tried to handle something very professionally, very diplomatically, very what what someone my age would call very adulty. Yes. <laughs> and tried. instead you were met with a very childish response. And, and and again, just watching this all day on the GR Comic Con Twitter has been both fascinating and horrifying all at That's once. That's fair. That's fair. Um, if you want, I can set the table for people about what, what went on, or I be can my guest. do it. Be my guest. Be my guest. So uh, last night, uh, Mark, who uh, you still run your own Twitter, right? You still run the GR Comic Con Twitter. The Twitter yourself. is run by me. Okay. You put out a tweet informing attendees of the con that previously advertised author Mike Miller would- Actually, no- artist. Artist. I apologize. He's an artist. Artist. Creator. Whatever it is he bills himself as- Right. That you had uh, removed him from the con, his appearance had been canceled, and that you wished him all the best. I took it as simply, and again, not knowing right. anything more than that tweet. Right. I took it as, oh, okay, somebody's off the con, it happens, you know, people right. cancel, things get canceled, things move, people rebook, whatever, it happens. And then I woke up this morning, and there were hundreds of responses to this tweet, and so I had to go diving. More like thousands now, but yeah. It's ramped up, and that's... It's crazy. We are the talk of the con world right now, and not in the best way it could be. But it is what it is. And and that's where you and I sit down tonight. Right. Uh, in the middle of, I guess, a battle between two factions that you weren't looking for. No. You know, it's... All. And I, I think I need to make sure people know this. If you're listening to this podcast and you've never heard Mark or myself before... There'll probably be a lot of that because I'm assuming this will be all over fairly quickly. I'm I'm guessing it likely will be. I, we need to establish. I haven't talked about this much on publicly. Let's establish some some grounds here then. Right. I can tell you right now. If you go back and listen to any of our other podcasts here at Court of Nerds, we are not the people out here looking for controversy. No. We are no, not no, out no. here trying to start problems. We just want to read comic books, watch movies, watch cartoons, and talk about them with our friends. We want to play some D and D. That's very fair. And go to a wrestling show. Like, wait, that's what we're here for. Yep. Mark, in the, what, four or five years now that I've known you? Right. You have never been someone who goes out seeking controversy. Seeking the no. spotlight, absolutely, that's the job. That's the job. That's my job, yeah. But, but always in a positive light, exactly. or try to be. Always trying to uh, introduce new readers, whatever their political background, to the world of comic books, to the world right. of cons, right. and, and to this... 
and I'm, I'm going to call it what I look at it as, as a family. You're introducing people to your family, which is the staff of your con. It's us. It's Jeremy Moore. It's everybody involved that makes the con work. Right. And that's the way I like to look at it. I, you know, I really look at it more of a... We're in a community. We're a community event that everybody in the country, of course, is, everyone in the world, of course, is invited to attend. But generally speaking, we understand that you know it's a West Michigan event, and that's basically what it's geared toward. And that's why you have so many of the West Michigan clubs and and uh, you know the Cosplay Crusaders and uh, the 501st guys that are the local groups and that kind of thing. You know, and uh, it's just sort of the nature of the way we try to do it. That's why we always feature some of the more Artists that are more artists and writers that are more specific to our region, like John Alderink and uh, Dan Monroe and uh, Comfort and Adam, and you know, and our artist Alley, you know, and all the all the cover art too. You know, our front cover and our back cover has always been done by a West Michigan artist, despite the fact that companies like Xenoscope and IDW offer to do it every year. I just don't take them because I really want that to be a West Michigan artist. I want them to be able to use the events as a springboard for their own careers. And we've had a couple of them that have moved on and been very successful, such as Kaylin Smith, who does the Plume series right now that has done very well independently. And she did our back cover in 2014. And back then, nobody knew who she was. So, Mark, again, just so people know, you're not out here looking for a controversy. You're not out here looking to make a statement or start a fight with anybody. No. Not at all. That's never been who I've known you to be. It's never who I I, I know most of your staff, if, if not all right. of them at this point. Pretty and, close, probably. And they're not out here looking for controversy. They're just looking to run a great con and have a good time. That's basically what it boils down to, you know. And um, I mean, there's always some people who are complaining about various aspects of the event because that's just sort of the nature of the beast. I mean, that happens with every county fair, every street fair, every flea market. I mean, there's always somebody who's got a that has a gripe about something. And sometimes those gripes are very legitimate. Sometimes they're not. But, you know, so that's part of the territory. But generally speaking, yeah, we're not looking to start a fight with anybody. So this fight found its way to your doorstep, whether or not you went looking for it. Right. In the form of artist creator Mike Miller. Correct. And, you know, you sent Mike a letter that you had no intention of being published, that you had no intention of sharing with anyone. Correct. Um, it was sent to him privately through his email as an attachment. And Mike turned around, hopped on YouTube Live. Correct. And not only read the letter to the world, he displayed the letter. Correct. Which is fine. I mean, I didn't care. That he, I mean, it's, it was up to him and whether or not he wanted to do it. Um, I wanted to basically keep it private for one simple reason. I believe in human dignity. And because um, of the issues that were being discussed, which was uh, a lot of people would probably be very embarrassed about. Um, I wanted it kept private for his sake, but he chose to not do that. So, you know, what What do you say? And some of the accusations that have come against you guys, and again, there's some of the things, guys, that you're probably going to want us to talk about in this podcast that we probably won't talk about. I'm going to be honest. So if you are disappointed by the content of this let me say that I am sorry, not sorry in advance. <laughs> We're going to talk about whatever Mark is comfortable talking about. I'm not going to push him beyond that. Well, and I don't want to get into a rag on uh, Mike S. Miller session because no, and that's, I, don't and feel, I don't feel that as a human being, he's got a right to dignity. And I uh, am not going to add fuel to the fire that's already been created in terms of that end of it. 
but let's. So I wish him all the best, and right. I. Uh, and I believe you were sincere in saying that, and I, I and I was because you know, um, I mean sometimes we have views that are not um, appropriate, or you know, and unfortunately I had to ask him to to have him not attend the show because of these certain socio political views that he, I mean, the socio the sociology views that he has expressed, and uh, I, you know, I, and. Uh, I hope that those views change. I wish him the best and, you know. So let's set the record straight on, on a few of the things that are being thrown around about you guys. Online. Sure. The first one is people are claiming that Mike has been banned from Grand Rapids Comic Con. No. That's true or false? False. He hasn't been banned. We pulled him off the ticket for the year. Uh, and I know that some people are, will give me some ire for this. But if he changes some views that we don't consider appropriate, I mean, I would be okay with having him back. I really would. Um, but we have to see some change. And unfortunately, the views he's expressing right now don't reflect. And I know you hear these things all the time when these kind of things are said, but this does not, ref- you know, his opinions do not reflect the view of our event in terms of, you know, our events for everybody. And um, unfortunately... Some of the comments that he made were horribly inappropriate and just go from there. All right. One of the other arguments that people are trying to levy against Grand Rapids Comic Con is the idea that Mike was removed from the card because he is Asian. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, First of all, if you read the letter, his heritage is not even mentioned in the letter. Um, And the second thing is, is we have staff members that are Asian. One of our... One of our lead people in staffing, I mean, excuse me, in guests is Filipino. Uh, we were instrumental in getting the Asian festival off the ground. I work with half a dozen anime shows on a regular basis. Um, so the view of, oh, he's against that kind of culture is just, I don't know where that even came from, to be honest. I think it's just border. I just think that it's somebody pulled that out of their, um, somebody pulled that out of their backside. Uh, now, what about the, and again, I'm just running through these, Mark. I, I personally sure. know, knowing you, knowing the GR Comic-Con family, I know that right. these things are baseless and untrue. Right. But I want to give you the chance to, on the record, just say these things are baseless and untrue. Sure. Because another one of the things that's coming up that I think is absolutely bonkers, considering some of the guests that you've had in the past, is that Mike is being discriminated against based on his Christianity. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Um, for people who don't know me, and if, you, and if people would sit down and read my bio on the site, uh, before I got involved in the Comic-Con field in my mid-40s, yeah, I'm that old, uh, I cut my teeth in promotions in Christian music. I worked for the church for 20 years. I, if you ever heard of the Unity Christian Music Festival, it's one of the largest Christian music festivals in North America. I both attended uh, it, worked at it, and interned at it. Right. Oh, you interned at it? I was with oh, JQ. Cool. I was with JQ ninety nine out there one year. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. The the Christian Station in West Michigan. Well, the one that's more the edgier one, but it's none of them out here are that edgy. No, that's not, not according honest. to what I listen to. Yeah. Um, but. Um, you know, I mean, I was involved in the founding of a Christian music festival. I used to put on, I mean, my first promotion gig was I put on Christian punk rock and heavy metal shows at the Ice Pick in Muskegon. And anybody who knows anything about 
the underground club scene knows the ice pick is a notorious joint. Um, I worked in that place for 10 years just doing, you know, concerts, but mostly, you know, all Christian groups, but punk rock, heavy metal, death metal, thrash, goth even. Uh, we even did an industrial noise band. Um, you know, so so when I heard that, that was like, wow, where did that come from? That was obviously somebody who had, you know, people who had no, um, you know, no no um no context. knowledge of who I am. Yeah, and um, and I think the local scene knows that you know because I haven't been shy about the uh, you know that I do guide by principles and association with that faith. And um, not that I preach that faith at the show, because to be honest, there's there's no reason to preach it at the show, because I don't believe that I have the right to do that. But I also believe that if you lead by certain ethics, that, you know, it sort of reflects itself. And that's what I'd like to see more than anything else. I think there was a anyway. You're good. You're good, man. I'm. This is. I'm giving you a platform and a forum yeah. here, Mark. Well, That's... I just. I know it, and I appreciate it. I, I. You know, it's. It's. Um. Not the most awkward thing I've ever actually had to deal with in terms of uh, public stuff, because I mean, story here, and this is uh, happened to me in 1991, and this was uh, probably the most awkward thing. And believe it or not, all this with the Twitter thing is not as awkward as this was. This was really, really awkward. Um, when I did concerts at the Ice Pick, we had a show. That uh, was our third show. It was a third show in that building, so it was a fairly new thing. And what happens to show up that night but the entire West Michigan chapter of the local skinheads, the Nazi skinheads. Oh, gosh. And I'm talking, these are the hard, the, you know, when people say, you know, when they throw around the term, oh, he's a Nazi, when they throw that around right now, I'm like, no, no, that person is not because... These guys who walked in, these are the shaved head, bomber jacket, jack boots to the knee with the red shoelaces that signify they've spilled blood for the cause. Yeah. These guys showed up. Of this course. was not the Richard Spencer's in a suit kind of thing. This was the hardcore stormtrooper dudes. And in between each set, you know, because there were two bands that played, and then there was a little 10 minutes while the other band's setting up. So I go up there and I usually would say something. And I took advantage of the situation and said that God sees the color of your heart, not necessarily the color of your skin. And these guys just freaked out. They were screaming, booing, throwing folk hands a pop at me, blah, 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 blah. And they all stormed out. And uh, then the show was over and I was always the last one out. Everyone else had gone home. And lo and behold, there's one of them sitting on the hood of my car. I'm the only person and him. And you got to remember, this is pre-cell phones. This was in 1991. So I'm thinking to myself, great, I'm going to die tonight because this guy's probably going to knock me off. And I went to the car. And he told me right away that he had no intention of hurting me or anything. He made it very, very clear. And I sat and talked to him for two and a half hours. And I'll tell you, I studied abnormal sociology and hate groups and that kind of thing in college for four years. I learned more in that two-and-a-half-hour conversation about the mind of those kind of people than I learned in four years in college. I really, really did. And 
still one of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had in my life. The guy's name is Jake. He's now in his 60s, still has those hardcore beliefs. Uh, it was a fascinating conversation. It really, really was. And that's why when I hear all these people throwing around the term Nazi, I'm like, no, you don't know what you're talking about, man. Anyway, that that goes into. So, so this Twitter thing, I know some people think that because part of this group is the Comicsgate thing. They've been accused heavily of bullying and intimidation of certain people. And to an extent, is that happening to us? Maybe. I'm not really sure. But... To be honest, it doesn't bother me very much for the simple reason that I dealt with far worse and far scarier people than these guys. Right. And and these guys, for the most part, from from what I've been able to see and what I've been able to find, it's it's mostly online targeted harassment. Absolutely. Of people they don't agree with, people they don't like, or anyone who generally doesn't think the same way they do. And, and you know, again, this this was not personally motivated this was not racially motivated this was not religiously motivated this was and again the letter that mark politely sent to mike is out there on the internet if you guys want to go and find mike it Mike actually published it himself so you you and and i saw the letter and it is exactly what i wrote so he did not edit or alter it that i know of in any way at least as of the last time i've seen it well and as somebody who read it online today i i didn't see where anyone is picking up anything other than Look, man, you made some statements online that we as an organization don't agree with. Therefore, we will not be having you attend the con this year. That's it's as simple as that. It's as simple as. And to me, Mark, I like to break I, things down. Right. And I had two people who went through the letter and I had our attorney go through it. So I stand behind every word of it no, in I, its purest form. And I like to think of things as what if this was just a normal person who wanted to attend your con? Right. If it was a normal person who wanted to attend, well, my view is that everybody who wants to attend the show is welcome to attend. Right. Um, I don't believe in censoring anybody with it. And I mean, you know, and we have all kinds of guests and people who attend the show, ranging from the most conservative to the most liberal to all different races, all different creeds, all different nationalities, all different sexual orientations. Um I mean, for you crying know, out loud, there are people saying that you don't book conservative Christian guests at this show, and Kevin Sorbo was your headliner last year. I don't know where that comes from. Like, I, um, I don't do a Google search, people. Yeah, and it's like you know, we had Kevin Sorbo last year, and yes, I did. You know, and I you know, every year this is not abnormal to get a bunch of heat. Now, now this is more extensive than usual, right. obviously, but it's not unusual for us to get some heat about somebody. Um, and to be honest, Mike Miller is not the first person I've gotten heat for this year because people who might remember a few months back, there was a call to boycott Channel Awesome, which is a YouTube channel with um, Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic. And then there's a few other things with it. Tamara's never seen um, is on there. Malcolm Ray does a few um, things, bum reviews. Um, and and uh, then, of course, Doug Walker just does the occasional, hey, I just saw insert whatever movie he just went to and here's my opinion of it kind of thing but the nostalgia critics obviously the most famous thing on that channel and um there was a movement in i think it was april called change the channel maybe it was april might have been may that was called change the channel which was basically a bunch of people who used to work with channel awesome because channel awesome is sort of like a tv channel where it has like multiple 
creators, multiple channels, all under one flag, sort of like, you know, like, for instance, the History Channel has American Pickers, it has Pawn Stars, it has Counting Cars, it has American Restoration and a few other shows, uh, Swamp People, blah, blah, blah. It's sort of like that. And um, it was a lot of the former creators that were basically saying that they were treated poorly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there was also two accusations that they had people who worked for them in the past that uh, had some sexually deviant history. And we went through, and, I, and, and so I took that seriously, and I actually spent three days, three days, researching a YouTube guest. Three days, you know? Oh. Three days. And I spent a horde of time on this. I mean, probably, I would bet at least 16 hours. Just doing my homework, and I'm very careful with these things. And and um, I found when I was reading all these complaints, and they put them all together in a document that was 73 pages long. I read every single word. And I came to the conclusion that 98% of the complaints were they didn't have written contracts, and they didn't like the terms that they agreed to. And did Channel Awesome not honor any of their deals? I couldn't find anything that I thought justified that. And, I mean, we talked to a few people with that channel. Um, we talked to Malcolm Ray. We talked to Cinemassacre. I talked to, uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Angry Video Game Nerd. Okay. I spent, I spent time talking to all these people, and they were all going, this is all not true. So I finally went to the person who was actually instigating the whole thing. And wrote her, and basically, she was claiming that she did a whole ton of things for this company. And the company was like, Mark, she answered the phones. And that was it. So I interviewed her, and I came to the conclusion that she was not what she said she was with the company. So we let Channel Awesome stay. Um, with the case of Mr. Miller, though, I mean, he made it pretty obvious because this is stuff that he made very public. It was posted on his own YouTube channel. It was published on his own Twitter feed, um, unedited stuff, and very blunt and very to the point. And um, then I had to ask myself the question because there's been a few shows that have chosen – to that hadn't booked, and there were major shows. I'm not going to name them. I'm not going to call them out, but there they were. These were big events, bigger than us. All three of them were bigger than us, and these events allowed Mr. Miller to stay on board. And I looked at this and said, you know, because there was a part of me, and I'll be honest, there was a part of me that was saying maybe we should just let this slide. And just be more careful next year. Um, I will admit that. I will admit that that did cross our minds. And we and my wife and I, who, you know, my wife is a co-owner, uh, we did discuss that. And that is something that we discussed at length. Um, but I also felt that with these kind of comments that we couldn't uh, let that slide. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, the, the Kevin Sorbo thing, we stood behind him last year, you know, and people were like, well, he's this, 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 and this. But I was like, somebody needs to prove it to me, and no one really could. Right. The, the, the viewpoint was basically he's a conservative Christian, therefore he is, and then you insert all these horrible stereotypes that 
people on the left have pushed onto the evangelical crowd. And then the truth of the matter is, and some Democrats, and there's going to be Democrats going to listen to this, going to be mad at me about this. Right. But the average Republican really is no different than the average human being. They love their families. They go to work. They take care of business. They do what they need to do. And the average Republican probably is going to like this. But the average Democrat is a person who loves her family <laughs> and goes to work and takes care of business and does what they need to do to support their families. Curse you. Curse you and your uh, down-the-middle viewpoints. I, you know, and, and that's one thing, you know, is and, – and that's one thing about this that's been sort of sad is we've actually had to unfortunately watch – a lot of the worst on the internet discussing this. And and it's been difficult for me to listen to at times because some of it, I mean, watch at times because some of it is just, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I really, really don't. And, you know, there's all that. But, you know, also another thing I want to state, too, is there are people that have been saying, well, this is a anti-comic skate thing. No, it's not. It really isn't. Um, you know, I mean, Comicsgate, in its purest form, when you go to their mission statement, now before anyone misrepresents me, make sure you follow this. Their mission statement, when they when you read their five points of what their organization's about, it's fine. Because they believe that the system is against conservative creators. And whether you agree with that or not is fine, but I have heard that comment from numerous other people that are not comic haters, um, that that comics are for everybody, which I completely agree with. And as a more conservative crowd, they have a right to create their own books. And I also agree with that. I think that anybody can create a comic if they want to. And then let the market decide if it's something that is uh, going to be a seller or not. Let the market make that decision, right. you know? And so, but the problem is, is I sort of see that movement in its purest form maybe sort of being hijacked right now by. By the loudest guys in the room? By the loudest guys in the room. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, no need to name names. No need to say that. It's like with a lot of things historically that if you look at them, and, and again, I'm not, you're not saying Comic Gate is good. I'm not about what I'm not saying. Look, look, in theory, communism as an idea is great. Can it actually work? No, it's been proven over and over. It doesn't work. Right. You know, because there's always somebody who has a problem with it. There's always someone who takes something too far. And it's the same way with Comic Gate is in theory, maybe it's not terrible, but the people who are taking it too far have associated it with this terrible image and now that terrible image has caught on and all of the extremes are getting louder and louder and louder. And that's part of the problem. I mean, I, if I could say anything about it, I mean, you know, um, I, you know, I mean, we've got to learn to sit down for a second and get to know each other for who we really are. And drop all this facade and these masks and, oh, I'm a Democrat or, oh, I'm a Republican or all this. Drop that crap, okay? And and that's hard to do, and it really is. It's hard for people to do that because we all sort of, in a way, put on a little uniform every day. 
and I'm not saying that about Nazis or anything like that. I don't want anyone to think that it's a Nazi kind of thing. But we all sort of do that. We all sort of like, okay, I'm a, I don't know, insert insert any kind of group you want. I don't want to stereotype one group because if I do, then, of course, the people who I no, but say. Let's, let, me, but, let me see if I can help. Let me see if I please, can help. Please, yeah, by all means. Is that we all leave the house every day, and when we walk out of the door, it's like people want us to be wearing a little badge that says, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, trying to identify and and place people into their proper little groups where everybody goes. Right. And life's not that simple. Life, life. No, it is not. Life's messy, kids. You know, we want to, you know, right now, the right now we see a lot of people who want to see the world very, very black and white, very, very black. and And the truth of the matter is, is we live in a very gray world. We just do. It's a fact. It's a fact. This is a very gray world. I mean, whether you, you know, I mean, you know, if you want to live in a black and white world, you can try to do that. But I don't think you're going to be very successful. And the truth of the matter is, is if you want to be a part of culture and you want and you want to be involved, you have to understand that there are people who don't agree with you. And we need to understand as individuals that we need to. I'm really trying to watch my words careful here, not because I'm saying anything wrong, but because, you know, this maybe somebody's actually maybe this might actually stick with a few people. We have to learn to love each other for who we are. And now, I mean, I I would completely agree with people who are marginalized that there's no room to be marginalized. Right. There's I would completely there's no room for bigotry, room for bigotry. I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. But I also remember that time where I sat on the hood of the car with this guy for two and a half hours and listened to him talk about his sociopolitical views, which are definitely not mainstream. Trust me, they are not mainstream. But in a way, when part of when he was explaining where he was coming from, part of it, I sort of got in a weird way. Did I justify it? No. Is he wrong? Absolutely. But, you know, sometimes there's reasoning behind this. And that's the thing we have to do. We have to learn to understand that these views don't come out of a vacuum. You know what I mean? They don't. People get these views from somewhere. And the thing to do is to try to understand where did those views come from? And what can we do to fix that viewpoint if it's horrifically wrong? You know, I mean, you know, and I mean, like the people who are like, you know, I'm a diehard Donald Trump supporter or I hate Donald Trump. Every politician has that kind of thing. You know, I mean, the thing is about with, you know, Trump, the big difference with him is he's much more divisive than others. You either really, really, really love him or you really, really, really hate him. You know, there's no real middle ground, unfortunately, with him. I'm one of the weirdos. And I know I'm a weirdo because polls tell me there's only two percent of us in the entire country. So I'm going to call myself a weirdo in this case. <laughs> I'm neutral on the guy. And I know that some people are going to hang me to dry for that, and that's fine. Um, you know, there's things he's doing right. There's things he's doing wrong. And there are things that we're not going to know for 30 years. I mean, like, for instance, perfect example is Gerald Ford when he pardoned Nixon in 1972. That, I mean, excuse me, 74, excuse me. 
I'm sorry. Um, people thought that was the worst thing in the world. It was extremely unpopular. And then when he ran against Jimmy Carter in 1976, he got his butt handed to him on a plate. And part of the reason was really simple. That's the guy who pardoned Nixon. But history has sort of shown that with Gerald Ford, he made the right decision. It cost him his political career. But it was the right decision. And sometimes you have to do decisions like we've just did that with certain groups are not going to be popular. Right. And, you know, um, I, fir- I firmly believe as a promoter that you lead from the front. And that's one thing that the staff who works with us really appreciates about me is that I'm not afraid to be up front and take the slings and the arrows. And I'm probably going to sound like I'm really moralizing myself here. So forgive me for that. I'm not trying to do that. But one thing that's really inspired me with leadership is George Washington. That's going to sound dumb. But follow me on this. If you study his history, one thing about him that was absolutely amazing is unlike every other general on God's green earth who was always at the back of a battle, he literally rode in front of of the front line, literally dodging bullets to motivate his people. And it was very normal for him to go home and Martha Washington take his coat and sew up the bullet holes. That was normal. She would grab his coat and literally fix the bullet holes. Now think about that for a second. He didn't have to do that, but he did it anyway. And the reason he did it was because he was a leader. And that's, in, that's inspiring to me. And I, you know, and I know that probably sounds sort of dumb and I'm sure somebody's going to be, oh my God, he's comparing himself to George Washington. No, I'm not. I'm saying that that kind of leadership I feel is inspiring. And that's why in this case, unfortunately, um, I had to decide what I was going to do in terms of being a leader. And I decided that in this case, I have to stand up and do the right thing. And I have to admit it's not easy. I will admit that openly. But sometimes it's what you have to do. All right. So I, you know, let's let's put a bow on this. Normally we would like ramble for a couple more minutes about what's going on at Comic Con, but yeah. let's you and I catch up again next month. Sounds fine to me. Talk about what's going on at Con. I know you still got some tricks up your sleeve. Yeah, we've got three or four. Um Artist, uh, writer, guests to announce in the comic book world. Um, celebrities were pretty much done. Yeah. Um, the last one being Jake Busey. And uh, YouTube's been done for several months. Right. Um, but we know that what we picked was the right stuff because, oh my gosh, the odd one's out. His lines are going to probably rival Chris <laughs> Evans at some convention. I mean, the teenagers that are telling us they're coming to see that is immense. Um, we're, you know, he's probably going to have the craziest lines. Probably the craziest lines in the whole building, to be honest. His lines are going to be ridiculous. But I want to let this this podcast kind of stand alone. Uh, if people I think want that's more probably best. Yeah, listen, grcomiccon.com, tickets are on sale. Your local comic shop might still have a few left. There's a lot of them left. There we go. Tar- Tardy's in Grand Rapids, Vault of Midnight in Grand Rapids, uh, all gaming, warho- uh, gaming warehouse locations in Grand Rapids and Holland. Um, oh, God. Uh, Rocket Comics in Kalamazoo, Langs in Muskegon. Uh, Rookies in Lowell, and um, I'm missing one. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, War Games North in Cadillac. Oh, yeah, for silly me. Comic Signal 
in Oh, yeah, Rockford. Don, Don and the crew out there. Good folks. Yep. Good family. Yep. Very, very nice. Very nice. And um, I'm sure that uh, this is going to be all over the place. Probably be the most listened to podcast you guys have ever done, to be honest, is because once people pick up on it, it's going to, people are going to want to listen to it because we've kept our mouth shut on this. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and again, I want people to know that, you know, this was not racially motivated. This was not sexually motivated. This was not religiously motivated. Um, I find those things absolutely ridiculous. And um, we have, to be honest, I don't have any gripe with Mike Miller at all. I really don't. Um, I feel that he can create his comics and do whatever he wants to do. And I want him to make a living. But, you know, there's also this thing, you know, because I, I firmly believe he can say and do whatever he wants. I mean, he... You know, the First Amendment allows him to say whatever he wants, however he wants, whenever he wants, and whyever he wants. But there's a responsibility to free speech, too. Right. And sometimes your your words mean something. And that's one thing that I would encourage all these people that are on the Internet right now, sort of giving each other the business, to think about that. Because your words mean something. They really do. And they, 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 have, they have power. Whether you think they do or not. Well, I'm just putting something on Twitter or whatever. No. No. There's there's power in those words. Those words are important. And it's something that you everybody needs to consider. And that's the people on that's on both sides of the coin. You know, that's both sides of the coin with this. And, you know, and, and I just, you know, all we want to do is we have a family-oriented show. All we want to do is put on our show, have a good time, and leave the political, social, and religious BS out of it. That's what we're trying to do. As simple as that. Just just leave your leave your leave that political agenda at home, please. I mean, leave that religious agenda at home. Leave that, you know, if you don't like certain people's lifestyles, leave that at home too. I mean, that's fine. I mean, if you if that's the way you think, that's up to you. I mean, you you know, you've got a right to think however you want. But understand that, you know, you know, and that's something that you know, there's consequences to what you say and what you do. And you know, that's one thing I want to encourage people on is think twice about this kind of stuff, you know, and, you know, I'll get on my Christian high horse here for a second. OK. OK. All right. I, and, and forgive me for you people who do not believe that way. I'm, you, as you guys know, I'm not some religious nut that's trying to push viewpoints on anybody, but I'm going to have to get on my high horse here for a second. Yes, we all look different. OK, there's there's differences in looks and all that. Absolutely, there is. But if I poke my finger, an Asian pokes his finger, an African-American pokes his finger, and a Hispanic pokes their finger, we all bleed the same color. Our x-rays all look the same. It's all superficial. And we need to understand that all that kind of stuff is just superficial. So, you know, and none of us are perfect. I mean, you know, here I'm going to quote a Bible verse on you. Romans 6.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And all of us have. Nobody's perfect. Anybody who tells you they're perfect probably has a lot to answer for in the afterlife. And, you know, and we have to understand that, that we're all fallen, fallible individuals, all of us. And as a result of that, we... You know, we need to understand that because that person next to you that you may not like because of their race or skin color or whatever, that's a, you know, you're a fallen, fallible individual too. No, and that's, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll end it on my part with, and, and you know what, man? West Michigan born and raised, got a little religion in the old background. John 13, 34. All right. 
A new command I give you, love one another. Absolutely. As I, I have loved you, so you must love one another. Right. And believe it or not, this is not a Christian podcast. It's it probably not. it probably has sounded like one. It's been a weird night, man. It's a weird night because it's been a weird day for me. Yeah. Because and I, I'm sure when I go home, I'm going to read a whole ton of stuff. And I'm sure when this comes out, this will be all over the place because I'm sure it'll get picked up by all the people who have been picking up on this. And I know that the uh, Twitter thing has gone absolutely nuts. I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to read when I get home because I haven't read it since about 2 o'clock. And right now it's, what, about 8.30? Yeah, uh, roughly. We're getting close. So I haven't read it in about six and a half hours. So there's probably a couple thousand things up there i got to read. Well, Mark's got to um, read. i gotta, I got to finish producing this bad boy up. And uh, hopefully when you guys listen to it. Probably want to get this out as soon as possible. Uh, so there's this, a lot of people who are going to want to hear this. And believe it or not, this was actually a podcast that we had scheduled for today. This was not something that is special that Drew is cranking out to get ratings or anything. That is not the case. This is uh, something that has been uh, planned for a little while. Yep. And um, and I do about four or five of these with these guys every year. So they always want to know what's going on the local the local con. And um, unfortunately, though, they uh, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, they fortunately for them, <laughs> they yeah. uh, caught a day where uh, we've been pretty newsworthy to an extent because of, unfortunately, the events that have happened. And um, and I'm sure people will read into this a lot of things that aren't there. But, you know, I'm sort of getting used to that with uh, basically based on what I've been reading the last day or so. Well, listen, here it is. This is the audio recording. He is Mark Hodges. Grand Rapids Comic Con is November 9th through the 11th, whether you're boycotting it or you're showing up. We here at the Court of Nerds will be your official moderators. I'm Drew. We'll see you at Grand Rapids Comic Con. Bye, kids.